This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is My Mind Emporium. Welcome to my podcast, everybody. I hope everybody is having a lovely, lovely, lovely Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? I don't know. I guess it is Tuesday. It's supposed to be Tuesday, but to me, it don't feel like Tuesday, honey. It feels like another day of the week, honey. Um, I don't know. My anxiety was messing with me last night. I ain't going to tell you why it was messing with me, but it was messing with me. So, y'all know how I like to get my podcast started off. I like talking about stories that I find to be interesting that's going on in the internet. We're going to start off with this one. So, the first story comes from the Shade Room, and it says, um, Yeezy by Gap Collection released very first piece, um, which is a $200 round jacket. Okay. It said, it's here. We know y'all been waiting to see what Kanye had in store for his collection with Gap, and the very first piece from the line is now available for pre-order with the official drop happening in October. Yeezy Gap Round Jacket is a $200 shapeless bubble coat with no sort of zipper or button in sight. It's a cop or is it a job? That's what they asked. That's their little thing um, over there at the shade room. Um, I had to uh, pass on that. You know what? Maybe I had $200 by October. You know what? I will have $200 by October. That don't mean I'm going to spend on the jacket, but it's a cute little jacket. It kind of reminds me of my little bubble jacket I had when I was in middle school. It's cute. We will see, Mr. West. Y'all know I'm a Kanye West fan, but we will see. Next story. Speaking of, you know, we're talking about his wife now. And it says, and this one is also from the shaderoom.com. And this article is by Brianna D. And it says, Kim Kardashian legal team to file restraining order after she reportedly received a package including a diamond ring and a plan B pill from a fan. Okay. First thing first, I'm going to sit up here and I'm going to address this real quick. I got to address this. I got to say something about this because y'all think. <laughs> First and foremost, you ain't got to worry about Kim carrying any of her babies uh, or Kim having any other baby. Uh, Kim Kardashian's last two babies were conceived through surrogacy. One, because her ovaries, not her ovaries, her uterus could not handle having her first two babies, which was Chicago and not Chicago, North and saint if i'm not mistaken north and saint whatever um so she had her last two babies through surrogacy because i think she had a situation where she had something in her ovaries from i don't know what was i don't know what was going on with her ovaries so you ain't gotta worry about no plan b with her bitch and two like I saw the picture of the ring and uh, Kim Kardashian first two husbands gave a better ring than that one. So try better next time. Do I think the restraining order is excessive? No, it's not. 
Because y'all know we were doing a whole series talking about stalkers. So her team did the right thing because if you have her address to send her packages, then... You have enough information to come to our house and do what the hell you want to. Um, I'm not going to read this. Do I want to read this? Maybe I'll read this. I'll go ahead and read this. So it says, whatever Kimmy Kardashian is paying, her security team needs to be doubled because these fans just do not let up. According to previous reports, Kim has been dealing with a fan who has made multiple attempts to make contact with her. And it looks like he did something quite strange this time. According to TMZ, Kim's security guard discovered a package addressed to her on June 3rd, which included a diamond engagement ring and a Plan B pill. Kim's team reportedly believed the package was sent by the same man who showed up to her house on multiple occasions. As previously reported, the fan allegedly showed up to Kimmy Kate's house back in February and once more back in May. See what I'm saying? He knows where she stay at, so they need to nip this in the bud and get him off the streets. Um, security guards caught the man at the front of Kim's gate. So, yeah. But they probably need to go ahead and press charges on this joker. He he doesn't get he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it at all. My last uh article, I found it on Face to Face Africa. But the art, yeah, it comes from Face to Face Africa. And it says, despite health issues, um, she became the first Brazilian black, I'm sorry, she's Brazilian, but she became the first black Latin American woman to conquer Mount Everest. Y'all do understand that most black people, I'm not going to say all black people, most black people don't like cold weather. And being her being from a South American country that is a tropical country that really don't fuck with cold weather. This is really big. So I'm going to go ahead and read this. And it says, a Brazilian woman braved the harsh weather conditions and survived health scare to make history as the first black Latin American woman to climb the world's highest ever mountain, Everest. Aretha Duarte reached the mountain peak on May 23rd, documenting her journey on Instagram. The 37-year-old journey to conquer the highest place in the world began with 12 and a half months of training and dreams she had nursed since she was a physical education student in college. So that is a big accomplishment. I'm going to tell you this. Um, I remember, what was it? I was in elementary school. I got a story with everything, but you know... I wouldn't have a platform if I didn't have a story. Just saying. Um, when I was in elementary school, we was watching this documentary or we was watching this video thing uh, about these guys that climbed Mount Everest. And I think it was at Fernbank. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. So, you know, you hear my podcast and you say something to me about they never had anything going on at Fernbank. Keep in mind, when I was in middle school, that was almost damn 20 years ago. So there's a lot of things that have changed in Atlanta in the last 20 years. So bite me. Um, So they were doing this video. And it was a video of this guy going to Mount Everest. And I think his whole team died. 
If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I think his whole team died and he survived, but he suffered frostbites to his fingers and toes. So I think he lost his fingers and toes. And that was when I decided at an early age of 12, 13 years old that I will not be climbing Mount Everest. I don't care. I do want to go on adventures, but I don't believe in going on adventures to where my life is in danger. But kudos to her. You know, if you have a goal in life, it's nothing wrong with trying to achieve it. If you have dreams in life, it's nothing wrong with you trying to accomplish it. Yesterday, we were talking about Bezos uh, uh, traveling on a spaceship. Today, we're talking about a lady who climbed Mount Everest. So if you have a dream, go ahead and do it because life is too short. Um, but that is not my dream, friend. <laughs> Mount Everest is not a dream of mine, but God bless her. So we're going to go ahead and segue into my topic for the day, which is going to be called, I'm going to call it Chappaquiddick. And if you don't know what Chappaquiddick is, there's a movie out um, about, oh my I'm going to get the wrong Kennedy too. Ted Kennedy, got you. All right. It's a movie about, um, called Chappaquiddick and it's about Ted Kennedy hanging out with friends and, you know, having a man's night out. And uh, I think he was taking a young lady home. I'm not quite sure why he was taking her home. I've come to understand that anything that happened before I was born is none of my damn business. <laughs> That's grown folks' business. <laughs> I mean, low as it don't affect me, I'm good. Um, but this story, Chappaquiddick, is a very interesting story. It shows a story of money, power, and what can happen. And it also is also theorized that this is the reason why the Kennedys have the Kennedy curse. Um, so with that being said, I mean, if this if this came with the Kennedy curse, I mean, you know, <laughs> please don't let me start talking about Marilyn Monroe. This country, we love the Kennedys, all right? Everybody loved the Kennedys. Um, we wish even a John F. Kennedy Jr., the deceased son of the president, Kennedy, was president. So, you know, we have a sentimental... The Kennedy family is, is, is an American treasure. So this is going to paint them in a bad light. I'm not trying to make them look bad. This is just a story I found to be interesting and like I said, they said this is the root to the Kennedy curse. Um, this, I mean, you know, and when you think about it, the Kennedy family has been severely cursed. Um, so sit back, relax, eat, get some popcorn. And if you can find the movie, you can watch the movie after you listen to my podcast. So, and the movie is called Chappaquiddick. So go check it out. It's a really good movie. Very interesting. It's very interesting how they handled it back then. This article I found came from history.com. And it states, Senator Ted Kennedy drives car off bridge at Chappaquiddick Island. And it was July 18th, 1969. Now I wish I waited to July 18th to do this article. Um, so here we go. It says, Shortly after leaving a party on Chappaquiddick Island, 
Senator Edward Ted Kennedy of Massachusetts drives an Oldsmobile off a wooden bridge into a tide swept pond. Kennedy escaped a submerged car, but his passenger, 28-year-old Mary Jo Kopechny, did not. The senator did not report the fatal car accident for 10 hours. On the evening of July 18, 1969, while most Americans were home watching television reports on the progress of the Apollo 11 lunar landing mission, Kennedy and his cousin Joe Gargan were hosting a cookout and party at a winter cottage on Chappaquiddick Island, an influent island near Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. The party was planned as a reunion for Capecchini and five other women, and all veterans of the late Senator Robert F. Kennedy 1968's presidential connection. Campaign, sorry. Girl. I gotta get together. All right, so... Basically, both his brothers had already passed, but they said this is also the continuation of the curse. I heard that. But so basically, uh, both his brothers had already passed, I think. Uh, JFK had already passed, and his brother, Senator Robert Kennedy, had already passed. Bobby Kennedy was Ted Kennedy's older brother, and following Bobby's assassination in June 1968, Ted took up his family political torch. In 1969, Ted Kennedy was elected majority whip in the U.S. Senate, and he seemed an, seemed an early front runner for the 1972 Democratic presidential nomination. Now, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. Um, Ted Kennedy, first and foremost, the man is deceased, and he became the House uh, Speaker. He never became president because of this situation right here. That he knew that I'm pretty sure that he knew that he couldn't become president after this happened because you know he was guilty. Well, he wasn't guilty, but you know, something had happened and he didn't report what had happened, so he never became president. And this was a thing that kind of also affected his career as well. But he, the highest he had became was Speaker of the House. Now, if Anything happened to the president and vice president while he was in the house, he could have been president. But the highest he got in office was the speaker of the house. I think they call him the lion of something. I remember when he passed away, they call him the lion or something. Because he had been in there for a very long time. Okay. Just after 11 p.m., Kennedy left the party with Kopechny. But his account to drive to the ferry slip where they could catch a boat back to their respective lodging in Egerton, on Eggert Town on Martha Vineyard. While driving down the main road, Kennedy took a sharp turn on the unpaved dike road, drove for a short distance, and then missed the ramp to a narrow Wharton bridge and drove into Pucha Pond. Kennedy, a married man, claimed the dike road excursion was a wrong turn. However, both he and Kopechny had previously driven down the same road, which led to a secluded ocean beach just beyond the bridge. In addition, Kopechny had left both her purse and room key at the party. So, they basically were going to a secluded beach that was in the area. Like I said, ain't none of my business what he was doing. That happened before I was born, so they ain't none of my business. 
Kennedy escaped the car and then dove down in an attempt to retrieve Compassionate from the sunken Oldsmobile. Failing, he stumbled back to the cottage where he enlists Gargan and another friend in a second attempt to save Compassionate. The three men were unsuccessful. Her body was not recovered. The trio then went to the ferry slip where Kennedy dove into the water and swam back to Edgartown, about a mile away. He returned to his room at the Shire Town Inn, changed his clothes, and at 2 a.m., stepped at 2.25 a.m. specifically, sorry, stepped out of his room where he spotted the innkeeper, Russell Petrie. He told Peachy that he had been awakened by a noise next door and asked what time it was. He then returned to his room. Was Kennedy trying to establish an alibi? A Leo DeMar senatorial privilege, the Chepaquiddick cover-up, 1988, the author recount an interview with Joe Gargan in which Gargan claimed that Kennedy had plotted to make Compassionate the driver and sole occupant of the automobile. Whatever Kennedy intentions, on the morning of July 19th, he went back to Chappaquiddick Island and then returned to Edgartown. At 9.45 a.m., 10 hours after the incident off Dyke Road Ridge, Kennedy reported the accident to Edgartown Police Chief Dominic Irina and admitted that he was the gen driver, that he was driver. On July 25th, Kennedy pleaded guilty to leaving the scene of an accident, receiving a two-month suspended sentence and has his license suspended for a year. That evening, in a televised statement, he called the delayed report of the accident indefensible but vehemently denies that he was being involved in any improperties with Capeshni. He also asked his constituents to help him decide whether to continue his political career. Receiving a positive response, he resumed his senatorial duties at the end of the month. There is speculation that he uses considerable fluence to avoid more serious charges that would have resulted from the episode. Although the incident on Chappaquiddick Island helped to derail his presidential hopes, Kennedy continued to serve as U.S. Senator of Massachusetts in the 21st century. He passed away in 2009. So that's the story uh, about uh, what happened on Chappaquiddick Island with Senator Kennedy. Well, at the end of his life, we knew him as Speaker Kennedy, Speaker of the House. I guess I'm going to get my little two cents on this. Like I said, I'm not going to knock too much on him because he can't defend himself. He's deceased. So I'm going to kind of go easy on him. But uh, you got to see the movie. The movie really makes him out to look bad. So that whole story just screamed privilege because this whole story right here, it ruined the reputation of Kopechny, um, the young lady that was in the car crash with him that died. Um... I saw the movie in the movie. I'm not quite sure that's exactly what happened. So a movie can be a, a dramatization of what happened. But as you see, as I read the article, they were trying to destroy this lady. Um, I mean, this woman was deceased and she could not defend herself. Um, you know, Speaker Kennedy, he could. He survived the crash. And he could defend himself and he could tell people what had happened. But nobody really wanted to talk about what had happened because they were trying to get him to become president and to be in office. Um, you know, they had, uh, you know, President Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, he was in office. 
they tried to get Robert F. Kennedy in office, um, but he was deceased. Y'all know what happened with him. So since that failed with Robert Kennedy, it was like, okay, let's try to get, you know, their little brother, Ted Kennedy. And he ruined it all in one night because he was not honest about his intentions with um, Capetini and he was not honest about what went down that night. Um, so this is what happens when you kind of deal with people who are in privilege. Um, you know, I'm not trying to say, you know, when you deal with somebody and they're well known, your reputation gets ruined. Um, nobody know what kind of young lady this lady was. Um, I don't know what they were about to do. I don't know what, what went down. And I'm not going to assume what happened because the young lady is not alive to, to tell me. And of course, unfortunately, um, Speaker Kennedy is not alive to defend himself now. So it doesn't matter what they did, what we're about to go and do. What was matter was how the young lady's reputation was ruined. And how it affected her family's view of her and who she was and what she was about. And I noticed that in the entertainment industry, if you're somebody of power, they will ruin your reputation if the person is found with them. I noticed they would sit up there and destroy the young lady's reputation just to save the guy's reputation. They will do that. And it's sad. It's sad, you know, because she didn't deserve to go out like that. But this is what happened when you deal with people in power. You know, it's the same thing with uh, the whole Monica Lewinsky situation. You know, people talk shit about Monica Lewinsky. Everybody still loves Bill Clinton. But for some reason, everybody hates his wife, and they hate Monica Lewinsky. Ain't that something? Like, Bill committed the, the situation, but y'all hate his wife, Hillary Clinton. Y'all hate First Lady Clinton. Y'all hate her. Y'all genuinely hate her. There's a lot of you guys who don't like her, and y'all mad at her for him cheating. this story to be interesting because all my life I've been taught how the Kennedy family was none of these things I'm not saying the Kennedy family are, are bad people I just from my understanding and from the documentaries I have watched now when it comes to dealing with their father specifically he raised his children to meet high social economic standards. He wanted them to be presidents. Hell, if we even had an office for someone to be king, he wanted them to be king. He wanted all his kids to be the best. I mean, one of his kids were imperfect and he lobotomized her because she wasn't perfect. She wasn't perfect like everybody else. So they were they had a lot of pressure on them. 
to be the best. And like I said, I'm not defending his actions. I think his actions are awful. What happened was awful. And I think it's awful that the young lady that was in the car died. But that goes to show you, you have to be careful when you're dealing with people who are in power and who influence. Because guess what? They're going to look down on you. They're not going to look at, at, at the person that's happening to. Because that person's lovable. Um, so that is a very interesting story. I'm not going to do much, um, commentary on this, but I thought this story was cool. It was weird to me. And it's crazy because they still do this in the entertainment industry. You know, they destroy, they destroy somebody's reputation just because they're trying to save somebody famous in a power reputation so it's 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 crazy how this country works you know if you got some money got some respect to your name they would do anything to keep you quiet even i mean in her case she unfortunately died in a car accident but there are cases where they actually have killed the person to keep them quiet from what's going on. So, yeah, this story is crazy. It's crazy. Um, with that being said, um, tomorrow I will be talking about the man from Torrid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something about that for a minute. I want to talk about that. Also, I'm I got I, before I talk about the man from Tord, I'm gonna talk about this real quick because I feel like I did a huge disrespectful thing yesterday, and I deeply apologize to the family of Clarence William Third. Um, I meant to say Clarence William the Third. He played the, the Satan in Tales from the Hood. Um, I deeply apologize for messing up that information. I'm usually spot on and credible when I do things like that. So I have to be careful with that. I deeply apologize for that. I don't want to announce the wrong person has passed away. Um, so yeah, it was Clarence Williams III. He passed away earlier this week. And I still cannot get through the first five minutes of Tales from the Hood. I can't. That movie scares the hell out of me. And that is the basis of why I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> or be in a house fire. Shit. <laughs> I don't like plays. I don't like it. Mm -mm, it's bad. Um... But back to the topic that I was talking to you guys about. I want to talk about Tori. Um, I had a dream about them changing the name of a country. I'm not going to specify the country. And it's crazy because I heard a story about the man from Tori 
Now, I'm not going to tell you the story now because that's tomorrow's topic. And tomorrow's what? Wednesday? Okay. Um, I'm not going to tell you about the topic when it comes. Uh, I'm not going to tell you uh, the whole story about the Manson tour. But I keep getting this feeling that there's going to be a country that changed your name to, I thought it was Taurus. Taurus, like the astrology sign. Taurus. Um, because I was thinking it should correlate with the bull. Now, don't ask me why I say it correlates with the bull. I just, it just correlated with the bull for me. But I keep getting these omens that somebody is going to change their country's name to Taurus. So when I heard about the story about the man from Taurus, I was like, I got to get in on this. This is interesting. So... We be talking about the man from Taurus, honey. Okay. And with that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is my mind's emporium. I hope you guys have a nice day. My day is cool. It's just, you know, it's it's crazy. It has gotten crazy here. It's weird here. It's weird and it's crazy here. Um, I won't say this. Can I? I have to say this because it needs to be said. <laughs> Point blank. Period. Okay. There should be a petition to remove certain people from Bigo. I got banned permanently, but you keep certain people on Bigo just because they're your top earners, but they have been a known predator and have preyed on young women. And have gotten them where they're at. And put them in imprisonment conditions. But y'all let that person stay on Bego 24-7. 24-7. But you ban me for having content. I'm going to stop right there. I'm Audi.